Vic Fangio built their teams. You meant Alden Smith, seventh pick of the draft of the eleven draft. Fox gets Von Miller, second pick of the draft. That was the first year in Denver was was Von Miller. The first year in Carolina when he turned that team around was Julius Peppers. It's the future. Down and distance. You find guys that uh, it, that it's important to, and you kind of latch onto them because that, that makes it easy. If it's important to them, you know they're going to be open to learn. And, and I think Ryan and, and Foxy have done a really good job, uh, just in a short period of time, of finding guys that um, really like football, want to be here, and, and want to make a difference. Can I say something? I really, really like Ryan Pace. I, I listen, man. I, I really. I don't know, because when I, and I have to go back and just, I, I've always loved the Bears, but until I really had to cover the Bears is when I really started to really have this true, true love. Like, I've always loved the Bears, and I always root for the Bears, but it's different when you're there every single day, and you're, you're going to, you're, you're breaking down film, you're watching these guys where you get this love. And I said, I was, I was six years old when the Bears won the Super Bowl. Right. Don't really remember anything but like taking a private jet home with my dad and Matt Sui that like I don't even remember the game, but I remember getting on the private <laughs> jet for the first time, right? And it, the emotions. But I can only I left the Super Bowl at Levi Stadium this past year and I tweeted out, I said, This is great, but I want to see the Bears here one day. I want to see them as a as a grown up. As a grown up, I wanna because even when I went in 06, it wasn't – I was in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. I, didn't even go to the, I didn't even go to the game. I watched the game uh, uh, beefing with uh, Ja Rule and Irv Gotti at a, at a bar somewhere because they were trying they, – they wanted the Colts to win. And I was like, what? Are you serious? So we were – it's long story, different podcast. But I, it, it wasn't even that moment. I was in my element. I was, I was down in Miami trying to party. I wasn't worried about a football game. I wanted the Bears to win, but I was like, man – now I go to the game every single year. I can't tell you what it would mean to me and the feelings that I would have Chicago. to win a Super Bowl and be there. Oh my goodness. I mean, I just got I just got chills. And the only way you can do that is Moon talked about it before we even started the podcast. It starts from the top up. And we talked about this before we started the podcast. This guy just seems like he wants to be in his own world in a bunker. Yeah, organizations. Just let me do my job. It's a cliche, but it's and I've seen it in many businesses, not just in sports. But organizations take so much of their character and personality from the top. How the CEO is, you know, there's a supermarket chain in town. I, I'm checking out, and and somebody helps on the young guy comes over to help unload the cart, and that's what they do at this at the group. And it turned out to be was one of the sons of the owner. Well, I'm thinking of this guy. If this is the way the boss's son pitches in, mm. that's going it, to it, it carries over into the rest. So that is a trickle down. And you know, Chippy, you mentioned you know liking Ryan Pace, and so we're talking about this kind of stuff before. The the top. I mean, well, obviously the top is Virginia and, and George McCaskey and so forth. Um, we can even start there, though, Moon. You know, I think when, Moon, you, when you hear Moon. Virginia was, quote, pissed, pissed off that yeah, they were I mean, that's when you knew. You, you, you I, 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 listen, I will never forget. I wasn't there. I wasn't at the press conference. I'll never forget where I was at that moment. I was in my spare bedroom. We still, back in the day, had the red, uh, the, 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 the red comforter with the red and pillows. I was taking a nap, and I got up, and I turned on, and I started streaming it from my phone. And when I heard that, 
It was like I got up out of my bed and sat down and said, <laughs> "Something's about to change. Something's gonna. This is this yeah. is going to change yeah. because it's starting up here that they are not happy with the direction and where this team is going, and they believe that there's more." And anytime you believe that there's more, that means there needs to be change. And the change that they made, I've started to already see where this t- where they want to head. Now, we can't predict that, oh, yeah, they're going to be in a Super Bowl in five years or six years. But when you start to see the additions and why they're doing things, and you having, you can actually look and go, man, that, that's starting to make sense. The Leonard Floyd pick, a lot of people didn't. We're talking about a guy drafted in the first round, and I think more people were talking about Cody Whitehair and maybe Jonathan Bullard than maybe anybody else in that draft class. There was conversations and interviews that I'm having on SportsFeed, and Leonard Floyd's name's not coming out until the, until the second segment. What? This is your first-round pick. And so I think over time I started to understand more why they got him, and it's starting to make more sense to me. Oh, this, is, this is a project. They, they got something that they really like, and they're going to mold him into something special. That's what they're hoping for. And I see Ryan Pace. Well, I think the goal is going to be sooner rather than later, too. A project, but I don't, you know, John Fox oh, yeah. is 60. John didn't take this. I don't think he took this job. <laughs> to just rebuild. To, and to, to just to rebuild, coupons. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I want, want to win. And, you know, I think last year, because of the way the draft broke, they took Kevin White was by far the best available, better yes. than Trey Waynes and, and uh, not Dante Fowler, but, you know, who was still on the board. Yeah. So they took an offensive guy, but you think how how John and, and Vic Fangio built their teams. You meant Alden Smith, seventh pick of the draft of the eleven draft. Um, you got Fox gets Von Miller again, second pick of the draft. When he's in Carolina, what did he start? That, that was the first year in Denver. Was was Von Miller? The first year in Carolina when he turned that team around was Julius Peppers. Right. You know, there's a, there's a, a theme. You get that edge guy who just can blow. He can take over a game. Jerry Angelo said that pass rusher, left tackle. There are certain positions that can dominate or absolutely affect directly affect the outcome of a game. That's what you think is going to happen out of out of Leonard Floyd. They hope the the interesting thing going forward to this year, and I, I don't know if this applies to everybody. I am not one of those people that says you need to wait three years to evaluate a draft. If you did, every GM. Phil Emery would still be here in that right. case. Um, you can tell with certain guys. Again, you won't know fully which guys develop and which don't. But you can tell early in camp, oh, that kid can rush. You know, that there are certain skills. It takes a little longer to develop, let's say, a quarterback, obviously, or an O-lineman because of the, the, the melding with people. Um, but a wide receiver can have some impact. The newer, you know, it didn't used to be 10 years ago, but now you see those guys have impact. I don't think there's he may Leonard Floyd will be situational only because he has to he better he has to win a job, he's got to beat somebody out and I think that you know they hope he obviously will just because that means he's living up to his seed, but no I don't think they're looking and say well we're going to in five years we'll be super no. no, if it's that long, we won't be we won't have the same front office we do now, but you know and getting getting back to you mentioned Ryan Pace just you know drifting back toward that. The organization taking its tone from the top. Ryan Pace is 38, and I am so impressed with what he doesn't think he is. You know, sometimes you get a hot shot 30-something, and there's a couple of them in the NFL. Hey, I'm 30. Hey, I'm at the peak of the pyramid short of ownership. And you can get so full of yourself. And what I sense with Ryan Pace is exactly the opposite. He's not always front and center with the media. He defers to Fox. He even went to Denver to do the second interview with Fox, which I thought – wasn't going hat in hand as much as showing some respect for a guy who's been to two Super Bowls. So 
the character that he brings, which is going to come out in the kind of players he drafts, and you do still need to build the draft. In fact, we're talking about the defense. If you think about it, there's well maybe Goldman and, and Bullard, but Hicks is a free agent. Mitch Unrein's a free agent. Trevathan, Freeman, McPhee, Porter, they're all free agents. they got to get more of those guys in the drafts. Yeah. But I think the way Ryan Pace addresses his job and – Players clearly like some of it. Again, there's, there's. He's a former de- defensive end. I mean, he's got to put his hand in the dirt and he played. He said he was there at Eastern when Tony Romo yeah, was at Eastern. There, so. Eastern, and you know, he brings sort of a player's humility to himself. I mean, again, until he wins, he's not somebody who's got that job and just says, "Okay, boy, I have to take my foot off. Oh, I must be really good." No, I think he's actually worked harder um, to prove it, and that's what I think fast tracks this team. To getting better again, it doesn't control. If as long as Aaron Rodgers is around, it's going to be pretty hard to win the NFC Central or the NFC North. But you got to grade on a curve and say, well, are they better? Yeah, they're better. Now, are they good enough to beat Minnesota and Green Bay? Well, we'll find out starting in September. But what Ryan Pace has brought to the football side of things, I am really impressed. And again, I've seen Phil Emery, Jerry Angelo, Rod Graves. I mean, over the years, different guys and. What Ryan Pace has done, and again, he's def- not deferring to John Fox, but he's learning from John Fox. Well, he'd be silly not to, to go in and act like he's he knows everything about this, this game when he's got a guy who's been to two Super Bowls. So the mix there, the standards are really high. Ryan Pace comes from winning a Super Bowl. John Fox comes from going to two of them. Um, I think the standards are high, and I think it's filtering into the kind of players they're bringing in, both t- talent and character-wise. Losing both of his favorite targets and Matt Forte and we talked about how important Martell has been and how much he actually might be missed mm-hmm. going into this season do the lessons of Adam Gase do they hold and stick with Jay Cutler going into this season I think that's the franchise question I do all the other stuff nothing compares in terms of single Leonard Floyd Eddie Goldman that if your quarterback throws to the wrong color of laundry it's going to be a really long season and I think that's the big lesson. They, they cut down on the amount of audibles. They simplified the play calling because that was something that, that Adam Gase went around the league and made some calls to guys who had coached him, even Mike Martz and Matt Cavanaugh, guys who hadn't had success with him. But like, what makes him tick? Or what? And the constant, that he, the one thing that came through was his decision-making isn't always the best under pressure. Again, not, not all of us are. No. So let's, well, why don't we, let's simplify that. And let us just hammer, hammer, hammer on no interceptions. So they, they simplify the audible system. That not not that you can audible, which is what March advocated. Sure. And if you remember, actually, Jay's previous best season was under March. The simplest, the simpler, the better. Again, that's not denigrating Jay Cutler, but let's take things off your plate that actually inhibit your ability. So if that, to your point, Sean, if that if he retains that lesson, that's a heck of a great place to start. I guarantee you everybody's going to be watching, counting interceptions in training camp because you know, we saw 11, 12, 13 practices with no picks. Lo and behold, once the season started, that lesson from Adam Gase had gotten through. Now, if it stays there, I think that's the key to success. It's amazing because we have seen Jay Cutler be successful late in games. You talk about pressure mm-hmm. situations. We've seen him get the ball and lead a fourth-quarter drive to mm-hmm. either a field goal with an opportunity to win the game or a touchdown, touchdown to win the game. Mm-hmm. We've seen him do that. So you know he has that makeup in pressure situations, but when coaches talk about his decision-making, 
sometimes in pressure situations. That's kind of the Jekyll and Hyde effect you mm-hmm. get with one Jay Cutler. You just don't know. And I think that's what worries a lot of Bears fans going into this season. Like, I think, we I think saw last season, we saw the growth, but we just don't Is it permanent? Know. Is yeah. it, do you trust it? And I think the the simple thing would be the next step is that that – you know, kind of cliche about put it where either your guy or nobody's going to catch it. Yeah. Sometimes Jay's arm, you know, his his eyes would write. If he would figure his his arm can cash any check his head writes, so he would be putting it into places and again to lesser receivers like Johnny Knox or Devin Hester and so forth with better receivers. But he was now if he was some of the subtleties of the with Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall. They're open from the from when the ball snapped. Or Brent Mark Martell. I'm glad you said They're that. open from the minute the ball snapped. Uh-oh. But they're but they're not really. Uh oh. Great I'm, question. Uh oh. Is Jay Cutler better as a quarterback from a decision making standpoint when he doesn't have guys on the outside that you can just throw it up and trust them? Uh, when he had the know. smaller guys, it just seems like to me that he's a little bit more judicious. Well, I think he became with that way with throws. Adam Gase. I don't, I, so it was more effect of Adam Gase rather than, yeah, kind of I don't have the talented guys, so oh, let yeah. me just be careful. Because, unfortunately, I mean, he had Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall and Martellus Bennett. Whoa. Yeah, you can take chances. Give me those guys. Yeah. I, I can go. I'll, I'll throw the ball up yeah. anywhere. Yeah, but he, which but I think what he learned, guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady don't do that. No. They, they take guys like that, and they, you know, Jordy Nelson or – even Randall Cobb, they're, they're, the, the spotting of the ball is better. They don't yeah. just wing it. Go oh, well, right. you know, fifteen will get it, no but, matter where I throw but it. I think, I think that's, that's Jay got past that. I think that's the well, two things. Because when Sean you brought up Jay, you know, I walk around a lot and just meet people and talk with just fans, and it's weird because I feel like previous years Jay's name always came up before a season, like it was. What's Jay Cutler going to do? Or I can't stand him. A lot of that's been muted. And I talk mm-hmm. Bears everywhere I go. And I'm thinking that people are going to bring him up. Sometimes he doesn't even come up, which is a little it's, – it's a little eerie to me because I'm so used to it. Mm-hmm. I'm used to walking to it like a, a training camp and everybody's like, Jay Cutler. But what you said, I think it, it, it all kind of is on the back of Jay of how he comes in. I think with Loggins it's going to be – they're not changing – System will they add stuff? Yes. Will they probably take some stuff away? Yes. But it's still going to be the basic. It's going to be basic, and I think a running game and how they run the ball is going to be beneficial to Jay Cutler mm-hmm. and the way what what he gets. If you can all run the way back around to a running back, yeah. If you can run the football and you can run it well, and I, I, in some odd way, I, I think the Bears are going to be able to do that. Because I, I, I think if you have a three-headed monster, two-headed monster, or whatever it is, if you can run the football, it's going to open up so much more in which which Jay hasn't ha- had that. I mean, even what last year, I think they were they were 15th, I think, in the league, if I'm not mistaken, in at the average 115 yards a game. So when you guys talk about running the ball, are we talking about smash mouth, are we talking about old school Denver Broncos zone? I'm talking about cut more that game. I'm talking about that side zone. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. But they got a fullback. It, it, but doesn't well, always. They but, don't yet. Not yet. But even if they don't, to get that, it takes a, you. Okay, Moon. You want to talk about? You want to talk about taking a decision out of the hands of too many decisions out of Jay Cutler's and simplifying it. Running that outside zone, it's all about this. 
the, the, the line's going to do what they need to do. I was taught this when I was in Tennessee, and I wasn't used to this. I was used to running downhill. I was used to running and not really having a, a point of aim. When I got to Tennessee, my, my running back coach told me, listen, this is what you do, outside zone. On the stretch play, you're going to take your out, you're going to take your drop, your step and get to where you need to be and you're going to focus either on the tight end mm-hmm. or ghost tight end. You don't make your decision to cut back. You don't make your decision until you get to that point. Right. So it takes it takes a lot out of having to always think about bringing it all the way back cuz I was a guy that loved to cut back. I was going to try to cut back everything. Because I always thought it was always greener on that backside, and most of the time, sometimes it's it, not. It, which it is, <laughs> if you can, but you can't get to it. All yeah, the time. sometimes you just can't get to it. <laughs> There's right. The reason why those guys aren't over there because they're in front of you right yeah. now. Yeah. So if you can get to that point, he'd always say, "Get to that point." And, and until I started to trust that, and I started to understand. Once you got to that point, it was either you're going to stay on side and take it where it needs to go, or it, there was going to be a cutback right there. But you don't decide to that point. There's it's a, a, it's re- there's a reason. It's, hey, it's very efficient. There's a reason why Denver. It didn't matter for years in Denver wh- whether you, which running back was back there. Was it Clinton Portis or was it whoever? Mm-hmm. Because it still is. Yeah, I mean, J- with with Hillman and uh, J- Anderson just, last year, just run Same. the ball, and if they can get that down, oh man, Jay Cutler will have a field day of getting the reads and the looks that he wants. On the outside, it takes a certain kind of guy. Not to over complex it, make it overly complex, but you know, just to for clever in that outside read in the zone. A lot of it, it's it's not quite the. You're talking like downhill. We're used to thinking of a guy Eddie Lazy, bam, busted up, bam inside, or, or hit the hole hard. The when I think of the of the outside the zone kind of guys, the best one I remember was when Denver had. Um, I'm blanking on the the offensive line coach that everybody hated because it always it was cut. Alex All Gibbs, the cut blocks, Gibbs. yeah. Because um, those guys are always cut, but, yeah. but that that was the zone. And what what they did with remember Terrell Davis? That yeah. would, John Elway didn't win Super Bowls until they got Terrell Davis back there, and then he described it as it's basically a one cut. You're flowing with, and you're looking for that. And you make the cut to where the hole is. It's yeah. not you're not just banging, you know, running behind Kyle Long. I mean, you can do that, but. Getting that kind of a scheme, where these where Kadeem Carey gets or Jeremy Langford, I think they may be better suited for this maybe than Matt was. I mean, at this point in his career, they're going to have a little more speed to get out there and be able to make that cut. But you're you're right. You don't make it. You don't start looking for the cut until no. it's until it opens until up. Until there's a certain place in the in the in the system or in the scheme, that's where you make your cut. But it's still an efficient running. You but it's a one cut and go kind of it, a thing rather than just bang it inside. And it's a type of running system that. We always talk about wearing teams out and winning, running the ball in the second half late in the game. When you have somebody running sideline to sideline, eventually those holes on the big those cuts hate that. Yeah, they open up and they get wider and wider as the game goes on. So, well, how many times you did know, you see you know the great ones like Walter or like Emmett? Yeah, you know, guys, they have you know twenty seven yards at halftime. They finish with one thirty five. You know because you just keep doing it, and the, you know the eighty five guy, the, the you know the eighties Bears. The Thayer, Horn, Hilgey. Yeah. They love that. Borsa. They, they, hey, let's, the let's, big we'll see horses. The, we'll be back in the fourth quarter. You're going to still be here in the fourth quarter? And a lot of guys aren't. So that that's I think that's the mindset uh, if we're looking into the early, early even in the offseason. Again, preseason games won't matter, but I'll be curious to see how they – how the play the play breakdown is? Are they going for that smash with Jordan Howard? Yeah, he may be your starting tailback at some point if he's if he's more physical than those guys. 
Well, Moon, as always, man, I appreciate your time. And Nothing just, to talk about, is there, with just football? To, just to talk. We just <laughs> talked over an hour and five minutes of Bears football, and um, it's truly, every time I get a chance to sit down with you and talk football, it's a truly an honor. You are, oh, prob- my you are my favorite when I have a chance to do this, so uh, thank you for fun. giving me some time. Hey, JP, anytime, buddy. All right, man, listen, this is Down the Distance, Jared Payton here on WGMRadio.com. Affiliated with the arena, Sean Davis, SD2 Mics on Twitter. All right, down in distance. Find us on Twitter at DAD Pod on Twitter. Follow me at Peyton Sun, P A Y T O N S U N. Don't forget about my man Moon as well. CSN Moon Mullen. That's it, man. I had the other one messed up. CSN Moon Mullen for anything that you need to do for that Bears. And we'll be back as always. We were here. Now we're gone. It's almost Bears season. Yes. <laughs>